Gonzaga Nation SI on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. I'm your host, Dan Dickow. We are still in the dog days of summer. It is Mailbag Wednesday episode on August 10th. It's hard to believe it's August 10th already. The crazy thing is, is school um, gets started in about two and a half weeks, which means school time workouts are going to start bleeding into practice for college basketball. So I'm getting excited about the opportunity to get down and watch uh, Gonzaga practice in the next month or so, uh, or at least get their workouts in before the real practices begin later in September. But um, that being said, dog days of summer are here. I appreciate your guys' uh, continued listening, loyalty uh, to the podcast network that we're growing. Uh, lots of big things are, are in the works for this upcoming basketball season as far as coverage with our journalists as far as podcasts and shows individual previews team previews league previews etc uh we've we've got a full docket coming up but this being mailbag wednesday um i'm here to answer a couple questions from some listeners if you've got a question send it my way uh, email it to me, dickow at scorebooklive.com, or send it to me on social media, whether it's Twitter at dandickow21, Instagram at ddickow21, or send it to our Gonzaga Nation SI channels. Uh, you can find those on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and I'm pretty sure Facebook and TikTok as well. So uh, let's jump right into it. Todd from Spokane asks, do the coaches get any kind of offseason? Uh, good question, Todd. Yes and no. Um, you know, when you when you look at the average college basketball coaching staff, um, they don't get much of a downtime. They don't get much of a break. Um, you'll get a little bit of time, uh, probably if, if your season ends early, you'll get a little bit of stretch in March before April hits with the transfer portal with the evaluation periods. Um, but usually your, your spring stretch would be in the month of May. Um, that is unless you're crazy busy as a staff in, in the transfer portal, uh, and hosting, uh, potential recruits on campus. Uh, and then the other stretch where you would get some downtime would be right now. It would be in, in the month of August, but you're seeing because of COVID, in the shutdown, um, so many college basketball programs wanted to, to quick start their season next year by going on uh, an overseas trip. You're only allowed one every four years, and it seems as if um, uh, there are more teams than ever taking advantage of, of those opportunities this year. And I'm going to touch on that, or I did touch on that. Uh, in a podcast that was released on just yesterday, Tuesday, uh, with a number of WCC teams that are on overseas trips right now. But really, um, you know, late March, if your team isn't making an NCAA tournament run, but if you're not, you're probably, you might be worried for your job security. Uh, a little bit of time in May, and then August would be the times that you kind of get away and get your vacations in or some downtime. That is one of the great things, though, when you when you kind of take a, a closer look at the Gonzaga staff and, and what they've done and how they've done it. Um, and the approach that Coach Few has always had um, is he's a competitor. He loves the game as much as anybody, but he does a tremendous balance. His ability to step away uh, is really good. And I think that's something that he wants each member of his staff to value and to be able to take advantage of those downtimes, because once the season hits, um, 
you're 100 miles per hour. So appreciate the question, Todd. Uh, next question, John from Oakland asks, what are your thoughts on the Pac-12 with these changes? Well, I don't like it. Um, you know, to me, the Pac-10, which became the Pac-12, uh, you know, two of those staples were UCLA and USC. USC for football, um, but they've become really good at basketball over the last few years. And then UCLA, just being UCLA, uh, you know, they're an iconic blue blood name in the world of college basketball. Um, I, I think they uh, obviously have tremendous value, which is why the Big Ten secretly and quietly went um, about finding a way to bring them into the blueprint of their league because the blue, the big 10 now spans the entire country. Yes. Their, their main footprint is, uh, in the Midwest. Um, but now you've got like Rutgers in the New York area, even though it's New Jersey. Um, and then you've got obviously now on the West coast and the LA market. So that's smart business wise by them. Um, I don't like it for UCLA and USC. I think it makes more sense to align themselves with their traditional partners, their traditional rivals, but really nothing in college athletics seems to make sense anymore these days. Uh, a lot of it is a money grab. There's been some articles that have just come out recently, early this week in regards to, um, you know, what are the TV deals going to look like? Is the big 10 going to go to CBS now? Is, is that opening up an opportunity uh, for, uh, the Pac-12 to have a better TV rights deal with ESPN and or Fox. Um, so there's so many moving parts and um, dominoes that are going to continue to fall um, in regards to television deals, schools jumping ship and, and changing leagues. But the biggest thing to me is um, I, I don't think USC and UCLA fit the big 10. I just don't. And some people are going to argue me uh, or, or disagree with me and that's fine. But, you know, I, I'm to a, to a certain extent, I'm a traditionalist. I would like to see those schools stay in the PAC 12, just like I, I like the fact that Gonzaga still is in the WCC, even though they've had chances to leave. And I do think within a few years, the whole college basketball and football college athletics landscape is going to change. I don't know if Gonzaga will be in the WCC in five years. I just don't. I think there's lots of things going on behind the scenes that, that most fans aren't, aren't privy to. Um, but that being said, I don't like the changes for the PAC 12. I do wish UCLA and USC nothing but the best of luck. Um, but I have a feeling that they are going to be at a competitive disadvantage uh, many times when they play, because that travel is going to be a beast um, but sometimes it's the almighty all dollar um, that kind of forces decisions for some people. And I think that's a lot of what had to do with the decision for USC and UCLA to jump ship from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten. Uh, next question, Seth from Seattle. Um, he asks, did you ever have any arguments with former players or current players like Paulo Bancaro and DeJounte Murray have going on right now? Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a funny question, Seth. Um, it's a good question. I mean, yeah, that's that kind of argument between uh, those two Seattle guys is kind of blown up over social media over the last uh, few days. Um, you know, they both played in Isaiah Thomas's event in Tacoma, the Zeke end, um, and they got into it a little bit there. And then it kind of spilled over into social media where they're kind of throwing, um, 
you know, some, some accusations at each other. Um, you know, I, 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 I get it that it's a different world now with social media where people sometimes feel like they have to post clips of themselves or they have to stand up for themselves or, or share their, their, their version of things on social media. Um, but as far as having, you know, that type of argument out in public, I, I disagree with that, um, you know, but to each is his own. Um, I do remember I did have a couple, I got along with most teammates, didn't mean I was friends with teammates, didn't mean that they liked me, didn't mean that I liked them all that well, but I got along with everyone. Um, there was only really one one teammate, um, you know, that I kind of got into it with uh, on a couple occasions, that would have been Jacques Vaughn, really good guy. We were just competing for the same minutes, the same positions, my second year in the NBA with Atlanta. Uh, it wasn't that I didn't respect him. I didn't, it wasn't that I didn't uh, uh, appreciate him as a teammate. It was just, he was in line to get some of the minutes that I wanted and vice versa. And so we would always be very physical in, in practice, uh, spilled over a couple of times where, you know, um, you know, at least one time in particular, um, we didn't get into a fist fight in practice, but, you know, uh, words were said, we kind of had to be separated by coaches, you know, kind of, you know, not punching each other in practice, but uh, we were right there. I mean, that happened on, at least on one occasion, um, you know, and so, you know, that's the closest that I would have, I can remember saying that I had a big time argument with any teammate. Um, the only other one that I can think of off the top of my head really quick would be when I was with the Clippers, uh, Chris Kamen. Um, we were in a five on five type scrimmage action, controlled action. And uh, the what we were working on at the time was doubling down in the post and then rotating out of it. And so the ball's getting thrown into to Chris Kamen. And I was the one going down to double and I went to, to try to slap the ball away, steal it. And I slapped him right across the face about as hard as you can. I mean, I'm full on slapping, trying to get the ball. I missed and I get him across the head and I start rotating back, you know, because obviously he takes a retreat dribble. I catch it out of the corner of my eye. He's chasing me. <laughs> he wanted to chase me down in the middle of, of, of a drill. Uh, and I remember teammates had to kind of hold him back and, you know, kind of step between them between us which was odd you know because we got along really well it just so happened that I think I caught him off guard surprised him and, and, and popped him so good in the face that he couldn't he he just reacted that whoever got him he was going to go after uh, but that wouldn't have been an argument that would have just been a, in a reaction in the moment so um, well Todd John and Seth appreciate the questions again if you have questions uh, for me uh, whether it's my thoughts on on WCC Gonzaga basketball my career or about what our plans are in the upcoming months covering Gonzaga basketball let me know send it to us uh, mentioned earlier um, and don't forget to subscribe to Gonzaga Nation SI wherever you get your podcast take care have a great rest of the week